Look out, here comes The Blitz, a podcast dedicated to covering all the local sports in Sumter, Lee, and Clarendon counties. A member of the Item Podcast Network, presented, as always, by SKF. The Blitz, as well as all the podcasts from the Sumter Item and Studio Sumter, are brought to you by SKF Sumter. SKF Sumter is a global world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Welcome back, folks. I'm Scott Sewell, Assistant Sports Editor here at The Item. And for the first time, I'm not joined by Dennis Brunson. We couldn't get our schedules to line up quite right today. So uh, you're going to get a little bit of an abbreviated episode this week, and I'm sure we'll get uh, Dennis back on next week. Let's start this week with a story you'll be reading about in Friday's paper, um, and that's an odd game between Robert E. Lee and Thomas Sumter Academy. Two two schools, two private schools in the area, one in Bishopville, one in Sumter, uh, kind of a rivalry between those teams throughout the year. Uh, interesting, the game was suspended on December 9th. Uh, Robert E. Lee had a 14-12 lead in that one. I was there for uh, for that doubleheader. Uh, the Robert E. Lee girls won that one, and the boys with the 14-12, uh, 14-12 lead. And then game was suspended suspended because of condensation on the floor. It was a really odd thing. I talked to, to Coach David Rankin yesterday. He said it's the first time he's seen something like this in 34 years as an, uh, as an AD and a coach. Um, so the game was suspended because of the condensation on the floor. They didn't want anybody to get hurt. And then 44 days later, on Wednesday of this week, uh, the game was picked back up uh, as if uh, nothing happens. Uh, the second half got underway um, in front of 39 people at uh, in the Doty Dome uh, at uh, on Robert E. Lee's uh, campus there. A really just surreal experience to be there uh, with so few people. As I note in the... Um, in the in the article itself, at about halfway through the fourth quarter, someone's phone rang, and uh, it could be heard throughout the gym. And uh, someone, you know, uh, just lightheartedly said, "Shh," you know. And uh, the Josh Fugate still managed to sit there and sink both free throws. So. Uh, great game too. Uh, Thomas Sumter, Fugate scored 11 in the fourth quarter for Thomas Sumter. They took a lead, uh, but Robert Lee was able to hold on and get the victory. Their third of the year, they improved to three and eight with the win. Uh, haven't been able to get out to enough of their games this year. Uh, they got a couple wins over Williamsburg Academy, I know, and then that one over Thomas Sumter. They had lost five straight coming into that game, so it win definitely came at a good time. Uh, they had just lost to Clarendon Hall by, I want to say, 50-60. to 60. It was uh, that Clarendon Hall team. That's uh, that's the, the boys' team, uh, state champs last year, and uh, I would not be surprised if they uh, if they won back-to-back state championships. Seen them a couple times now, and that's a extremely talented team. So, uh, Robert Lee, happy to get that win uh, and uh, and move on. And they've got a lot of region games coming up. That's going to determine uh, what kind of uh, hopes they have for the for the playoffs, the postseason here soon. Uh, we'll back up a little bit to Tuesday night. I was over at Lee Central. And another odd occurrence here that's kind of been the theme this week. Uh, Tuesday night, there were four teams in this game, the, the two girls teams and the two boys teams, uh, that were undefeated in region play uh, that, that are getting to go, go against each other at 5-0. and um, All four teams were ranked. Ended up uh, Andrew Jackson 
girls won the first game over Lee Central, 47-37. And of course, that was the first loss in region play for Lee Central's girls. Uh, odd game from start to finish. Lee Central just could not make shots. I, I can only remember one jumper from a from about the free throw line uh, area, that, that distance at least, um, that Lee Central made the entire game. It was just an odd game. Uh, normally a team that comes out and dominates opponents, they've uh, been winning by 30 or 40 uh, in uh, in region games. Uh, and then Andrew Jackson just got him. Defensively, Andrew Jackson had a, a good a good big down low, who blocked several shots, made it more difficult to get the offensive rebounds. Uh, but I, I know the coach doesn't want to, didn't want to say it, but I will happily say it, and that is there was also some, I mean, just really suspect officiating in that game. Uh, so many travel calls, uh, so many more than I than I've ever seen at, at a game, and it just kind of ground it to a halt. And then you, you had these plays in the paint where, uh, and that's where Lee Central was really trying to trying to uh, get some action going, uh, where their girls were just getting mauled in the paint in the paint, and uh, no no foul would be called on that, but traveling was called every time somebody uh, went down the floor. So odd loss for them. Forty seven thirty seven was the final, but it was really a one possession game throughout. It was free throws at the end, and again missed shots late. Uh, that that kind of cost Lee Central there. It'd be interesting to watch that. Uh, um, that rematch at Andrew Jackson coming up uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, the Lee Central boys got a win. They won 64-57, got out to an 18-2 lead, uh, but Andrew Jackson still clawed all the way back. It was 26-24, uh, and then Lee Central was able to push the lead back up again. Andrew Jackson fought back again, but not quite as close, and they closed it out. The thing that really stuck out to me there was Delonzo Perkins, a senior for uh, for Lee Central. Uh, obviously, Davion Thomas, who's about to get his 1,000th point uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday, and LeBron Thomas are kind of the two big stars for them uh, who can put the ball in the, in the hoop. But from being there live and watching, uh, especially on the offensive end, both halves, uh, Delonzo Perkins was really a revelation. Uh, the way he guarded the inbound passes uh, made it so difficult for Andrew Jackson, a, a good team, a team that was a two-way runner-up last year, uh, to actually uh, do anything uh, to, to get the ball across uh, half court. Uh, I was watching it on that front, on that defensive defensive end, um, and he his long arms just make it so hard. And he's so the other part of it, he's so energetic. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's getting his team hype. He's every deflection is uh, is just encouraging him more and encouraging the team more. And so it was a lot of fun to watch that press in action with such a, a front row seat for that. To watch Perkins do his thing as a senior, uh, helping to really lead that defense, which is a a big reason why they they've been so successful this year under uh, first your coach Xavier Harry uh back up a little bit more then we'll go to Friday and that is when I was over at Lakewood and they lost two games to AC Flora two region games um but I came away really impressed with uh, Ed Scott's boys team uh really really young team I think he said seven sophomores on that team and the senior leader is, is of course Quentin Hodge who might be the best uh might be the best boys uh basketball player here in the in the area this year um, unfortunate that him and uh, Jawan Purdue couldn't uh, uh, go through the same at the same time. Purdue being a senior this year, if he were healthy and and a healthy Quentin Hodge uh, would be a, a really hard one-two punch to uh, to uh, to battle there. Uh, but Hodge is legit. 
He plays so well. He's a competitor. Uh, he almost pulled that game against Florida out by himself, uh, but they, they just couldn't win it down the stretch. Hodge actually got really badly injured. I thought at one point he came down hard on his back. Uh, he stayed down for several minutes, uh, eventually limped off um, under his own power, and then came back with just about a minute and a half, two minutes to play. Uh, he, he was walking gingerly, and uh, you could tell. Uh, and, and if you look at the box scores from his last two games, uh, uncharacteristically low scoring from him. So he might be dealing with a little bit of injury there. It was a really hard fall. I, I was surprised to see that. Uh, we'll move in now to Sumter Wrestling. Uh, just just a note that they went three and zero yesterday, uh, and just blew out uh, Marion sixty nine ten, Lower Richland seventy three six, and C A Johnson sixty six to eighteen. They're having a fantastic year uh, so far this season. Uh, really are in a good position. Uh, they, they've got a they got a big number, which is so important in wrestling because if if you read that story uh, from yesterday by J B Brunson, uh, you'll see that. Uh, Sumter won several of those points because the other teams didn't have someone to fight uh, to wrestle in those, in those weight classes. And that's so important to just get the numbers so that you have several people at each weight class so that if somebody didn't make weight uh, or somebody's hurt, that you have a, you have someone to fill in. So Sumter's wrestling program is really strong right now. While other teams were late in the year, they're, they're struggling to get their numbers. Uh, Sumter is doing it, and they've got a good shot uh, as they start to move forward uh, in the, in the, towards the end of the year here. Uh, let's look at some of the stuff coming up this weekend. Uh, some some big games. First off, LMA against Wilson Hall. Uh, that'll be a really fun one. We're sending Micah Green out to that one. Uh, he's our great photographer. He gets all the all the really terrific shots that you see. Um, he'll be out there for that. We're gonna have a reporter there to cover as well. Um, because that's just a, that's just a big game. Wilson Hall. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how those go. I my I suspect Wilson Hall girls uh, will take care of LMA's girls, and then LMA's boys uh, should take care of Wilson Hall's boys. But these are those rivalry games, and you never know um, how they might turn out. LMA's boys have had a strong year this year, um, and so. But we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, and Wilson Hall's girls, who I saw uh, just the wrong game. I saw them against Socrates at the very beginning of the year, first game of the year. Socrates, uh, I believe they're five A school, and uh, I think it was twenty four nothing after the first quarter. And that just is just such a an unfair game to try to judge Wilson Hall by. From for me, I need to get out to some more of their games. I thought I'd be at more uh, so far this year, but it just hasn't happened. It's, it's interesting the way kind of the different seasons. Uh, unfold when you have volleyball, which I'm able, I was able to get to. I think a lot more volleyball games because they just play games on more random days. Uh, whereas in basketball, they're on Tuesdays or Fridays. Typically, it's a little bit different with Skiza, uh, but there's only normally one or two days a week where uh, where I've been able to get out to games because they just don't have them on the other days of the week. Uh, so I haven't seen Wilson Hall as much as I'd like to. I will not be at that game, unfortunately. Uh, but like I said, we will have Micah there and we will have a reporter there. I believe we might be sending Eddie. Uh, Lidiker out there uh, to, to get some coverage of what should be uh, two interesting rivalry games. I'm going to be out at East Clarendon. Uh, they're going to take on Mullins at another region match, uh, matchup. Talasia Cooper, of course, got her 2000s point uh, just uh, a week or so ago. They're rolling through region. 
Um, so I, I'm sure they'll take care of Mullins pretty easily. Uh, the boys team, though, uh, that's been one of the big surprise stories of the year. I think we're going to have a story on them. I, I'm probably going to do a story on them from this uh, from this game and sort of about their season so far. Look for that sometime, I would guess, Tuesday or Wednesday of next week because uh, they've been a big surprise. They come in um, and have really uh, had a great year, and this is kind of what their Seneca Baron has been building to. This is his first senior class. Um, four years now and is filled with seniors um, including uh, I think Dennis and I talked about them last week but uh, but Calvin who is certainly uh, I just mentioned Quentin Hodge is one of the better players he's uh, Calvin is in that is in that category as well uh, along with I'd probably say someone like Zion Gilmore out there Clarendon Hall um, as the best players in this region and East Clarendon is rolling, um, and it'll be fun to watch that boys matchup, especially, I think, uh, over there on Friday night. Some other games coming up uh, this Friday. Manning is going to face Bishop England. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's number two in 3A against number three in 3A, uh, and that is a huge region matchup. Uh, Whoever wins the two Manning-Bishop England games are going to win that region. Um, So hopefully the uh, um, and I'm, of course, talking about the girls there. Uh, hopefully the men and girls can, can go take care of Bishop England. Um, Sumter is going to face Spring Valley. Uh, expect the girls to take care of business. The boys, they need wins. The, the, Dennis and I talked about it last week. That loss to Lugolf Elgin really hurt Sumter, and they got to beat Spring Valley um, if they have any hope of going. It's not, of course, not mathematical, but when you just kind of look at how this region matches up, stacks up against Sumter. They got to beat Spring Valley uh, to have any realistic shot at uh, at making the postseason. Uh, Crestwood's going to go to Orangeburg Wilkinson. Uh, that's going to be girls uh, number six versus number nine. Orangeburg Wilson Wilkinson comes in at number nine. That should be a great matchup. I can't wait to see the return of that at Crestwood. I'll definitely be there for that. Um, and the boys' game is certainly winnable for uh, for Eric Samuel's uh, team over there at Crestwood, and they need to get this win. Uh, they're another team that uh, uh, needs to get uh, some victories in region, uh, especially I think Lakewood beat OW the other day, so that gives Lakewood a little bit of a leg up over Crestwood. Uh, they don't want to see a repeat of what happened in football where Lakewood snuck by him there on the uh, the last game of the season. And then the other game to, to look out for, well, the, the other thing to look out for this this weekend is, is Scott's Branch, uh, who's going to face Bethune Bowman. And my goodness, has Scott's Branch just rolled through that region. They beat Bethune Bowman 71-20 last time they faced each other just a few few weeks ago. They faced Branchville. After that, they beat Branchville 72-5. to So that's combined 143-25 to uh, for the opponents of the next two games for Scott's Branch. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, what Coach Dukes does out there. Maybe she'll mess with her lineup a little bit, get some um, experience for some of these girls who uh, will obviously need to step up when they get to uh, postseason coming up as Scott's Branch tries to repeat uh, as state champions. It's interesting what we have in this area, this, this sort of divide between um, girls and boys. There's so much girls' talent in this area. I could see, conceivably, Sumter could win 5A. Crestwood could win 4A. Manning can win 3A. East Clarendon, maybe Lee Central could win 2A. And Scotts Branch could, could win 1A. And that's not even counting Skiza, where you'd probably have Clarendon Hall win um, in 1A as well. So, well, of course, that's on the boys' side. But the, the, the girls... 
uh, have been uh, in this area. We have so much good girls basketball talent, um, and conceivably you could have five champions. Probably won't happen, but maybe we'll get one or two. And then on the boys' side, it's really just that Clarendon Hall team, I think, uh, is strong enough to get a uh, to, to really have realistic hopes at a state championship. Uh, we'll see, uh, but uh, just interesting how we've got this imbalance right now this year uh, between girls and boys. All right, that's it. Uh, abbreviated edition this week, like I said. Uh, I'm sure Dennis will be back next week. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Don't forget, SKF Sumter is a global, world-class employer providing a clean, conditioned environment, platinum benefits, and opportunities for everyone to grow. SKF proudly manufactures bearings to serve the medical, defense, and robotic industries. SKF, the world of reliable rotation. To apply today, go to skf.com. Thanks for joining, everybody. We will see you next week.